mic check. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random. Yeah, I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rap room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guess, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it wide. 1,015. What did you do, people? Yeah. 2015. Okay, we in the new year, we girl. We in. Okay, we done made it. We in. Look, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I ain't supposed to be here. The black man in the 40s, look. Look at you. You're doing well. I'm in my 20s, so... <laughs> Uh, been a professional 20-year-old for True. several years now, so, you know, I'm ready. I heard that. So y'all listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, y'all know how me and Lisa be doing it. We just be going in on y'all. But on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, craft, stories, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear her voice over there, mm-hmm, and stuff like she in church or some shit. The professional, mm-hmm. the professional agitator. <laughs> That's Lisa Bolakaja. We call her the street nerdish, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to get you them shirts. I ain't forgot. My man just lollygagging oh, on know, doing the artwork for me. You know, somebody so. else, one of my friends that set up, it was listening to one of the episodes. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, we, you're street nerdish and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it really, it, it, we joke about that. But when I say that, I'm, I'm seriously serious. <laughs> like, I'm, like, if you hang That's around it. me in any given day, uh-huh. You know, I you know I code switch very quickly <laughs> on any given situation. Like mm-hmm. they should have a superhero character <laughs> after me called the Chameleon because I figure out what the situation is mm-hmm. and I just blend in. But it really is part of my personality because I can be very academic and use all those big fancy fifteen dollar <laughs> words. You know, but at the same time, I can be like Malcolm X and like make it real plain. <laughs> okay. Like Throw if, the I, if I need shit. to, like you know, if I you know, if we get into a situation, uh-huh. you know, and some people get it twisted when they uh-huh. see me and they hear the Southern Cali Black Valley Girl voice, you know, especially in my, you know, I'm up here in LA and in my old neighborhood off of Crenshaw, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people get it twisted and they come mm-hmm. at me a certain way and mm-hmm. then I'm like, hold up, you <laughs> know, I'll, I'll be like fucking Voltron, like, hold on, you know, Wonder Twin Power, activate, okay, shape up, up, wish nigga would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shape up, an icicle to cut your ass, bitch. <laughs> your mama on a bad day. Okay. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. <laughs> so that's Lisa B. Y'all know how we are. We're just all excited. It's the new 2015. It's a brand you know, new we year. just premiered the new show, the new season. So we just to go in. So if y'all ready, let's get it in. <clears throat> so check it. On this show today, Lisa came up with a cool little topic I thought we should do. It's perfect timing um, for what's going on. We got a lot of it's award show season about exactly. to blow up. Right. And that, for those of y'all who don't know, <clears throat> I can't even speak straight. For those of you guys who don't know, Lisa is really good about talking about her Oscar picks, about talking about movies, you know, TV shows and all that. So today we're going to go in on our 2014, our favorite TV shows and the favorite movies that we saw. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's start off, since we're here, since we were kind of talking about earlier, let's talk about Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Right, because I know that's one of your favorites. You you were considering doing a spec script at one point, right? Yeah, because I just thought it was one of those shows. I mean, I have my my, my criticisms of it, mm-hmm. and one of my biggest criticisms of the show is the fact that 
because the mythology for those people who don't know what it, who's never seen Sleepy Hollow. Okay, first just of give all, them a rundown. first of all, okay, they should have seen it. If you should have seen it, at least one episode. At, <laughs> at least, least you got to go through like your life seeing one episode. Okay. Uh, basically, it's like um, how would I describe it? It's a genre show that's like part mystery, mm-hmm. uh, part crime, mystery solving. It's supernatural. It's kind of like. It's an upgraded, almost. I, even though I don't want to like compare it to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, definitely. But it's kind of, but it's kind of like our, an edgier Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. but not as Darker. dark as X Files or mm-hmm. anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's a mixture of supernatural, mythology, and and I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, and I'm going to be honest with you, people. The only reason why <laughs> I watch the show is for Nicole Bahari. Okay, they got a sister in the lead. That's you know all what? As soon as I saw, because if you don't know, okay, you need to Google in the genre film, which you, is really yes. difficult. If you Google her, like mm-hmm. we're talking about, this is you know she comes from an Ivy League school. Like mm-hmm. she comes from like she got some real acting acting chops. Like if you go and Google one of her first films that I ever saw her in, I just thought this if if. Whoever her public relations person is, if they don't jump on this girl and really give her great material, you know they're going to lose out because she was amazing. You. you know what? You just said something interesting. You noticing some of the top girl, black girls on TV today are... We, we always talk about two things. They're either from England mm-hmm. or the fucking Ivy League motherfuckers. Right. Let's look at Michonne. Let's look at the girl who plays Sasha on Walking Dead. All these really high level uh, uh, college academic... Um, Actresses. And not just that, but you feel me? Not just the not just because they're Ivy League, but also because a lot of them come from theater backgrounds. Definitely. And they know the craft, mm-hmm. they know acting, they know how to motivate, they know how to create an entire life history mm-hmm. in their mind and just give you like a tip of the iceberg on a show. Sure. So when you have that high level of acting, you know, it, it just brings so much. What they say it's like ten percent casting, ninety percent whatever the actor yeah. brings to it, you yeah. know. And of course, I probably just made that up. But you know, I'll take credit for it if, I, if it didn't sound like anything that someone else said. I'll just uh, anonymous didn't say it. I did. But um, I, like honestly, that was the main reason why I watched it. Because one, yes, most of the times if you have a black female in a genre show, she's mm-hmm. always the sidekick, always, always the, sidekick. the first to die, or she's there for comic relief. Mm-hmm. And also, it's the first time that you've seen what I consider quote unquote a regular black woman. She's smart. She's not, and I'm gonna. Uh, some of y'all might get your finger. You know, you, you know. I'm. You're talking. I'm. I'm coming to you as a person with a decolonized mind. So a lot of the stuff I say might make some people uncomfortable because sometimes you don't. We don't say these things, but I'm just letting you know I'm a decolonized mind, and I'm gonna tell you how it is. Most of the times when you see black females on a show. Mm-hmm. They're almost like what I call the mammy strong woman figure. They're usually a lot heavier, mm-hmm. um, either darker skin, not as attractive as the lead women. They may be attractive in terms of what we think attractive mm-hmm. in terms of the black community, mm-hmm. but in terms of being around white people, they're not usually, oh, she's the babe, she's the hot one. She's mm-hmm. usually there for comic relief, sure. or she's there to be the mammy to help perk up the feelings of the lead character. I okay. won't mention some shows that are kind of like that. <laughs> uh, there was one that just went off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go back and listen to some old episodes episodes and see if you figure out what genre show. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, I think it was on uh, Showtime. Oh, yeah. And uh, had a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. And they cast a character and I was excited for that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that character's there for helping mm-hmm. the main white character. But anywho, what I love about it is, for, no, for number one, Nicole Bahari is beautiful. Yeah. She's playing a character where she's the lead in the show. And I've said this a thousand they times. They cannot do the show without her. If him. she dies or if no they show. decide to, there is no, no show. more show. I'm mm-hmm. letting you know right now, see, but if you, if anything, mm-hmm. if, 
sound like the Mac, or what is it like, like a superfly? Mm-hmm. He says, if a, a hair on my head, <laughs> on my gorgeous head, is touched, you know, like okay. anything happens to that character, there is no show. I don't care sure. how many people like, what's his name? What is his name? Tom Eisen, the, mm-hmm. the, the, lead. the lead guy character, the co-lead. I'm mm-hmm. going to say co-lead because he's yeah, not the lead. I feel you. He's a co-lead. Yeah. But if she's not on that show, mm-hmm. you're going to lose majority, about 70% of your fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to, you're going to lose them mm-hmm. because you're bringing a diverse audience. And not only that, but the show itself is so diverse. But anywho, one of the things that I love about the show is not only just her, but it's that mix of supernatural mm-hmm. and I love crime shows and I love mythology. Mm-hmm. My problem when it comes to that is that the mythology is so focused on uh, American history and biblical stuff sure. that I think for, for a minute there, my concern was it was going to limit the type of supernatural entities that you can bring in there. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're talking about the apocalypse and revelations and all that stuff, mm-hmm. that's a really narrow uh, European, Western mythology that you're focusing in sure. on. They did throw some things in with Native Americans, you know, they always do, that romantic whatever kind of stuff. But I was really concerned that, you know, kind of be like X-Files. Have a, you know, don't be like X-Files when they're so focused on the 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 aliens and outer space stuff. That was mm-hmm. a through line throughout that whole series that got on my nerves after a while. <laughs> yeah, 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 great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this one, my concern was, oh, they're going to be focusing on, you know, the... The four horse of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. That means that somewhere along the line, probably Jesus might show up or some kind of <laughs> angelic thing. But I was pleasantly surprised that every now and then they'll have a standalone show with some random entity that just shows up and they have to do battle, oh, okay. which is fun. And I know they're trying to like connect all these things together, mm-hmm. but in a way, I think that by focusing it in on the biblical stuff, I think they missed a really huge opportunity to bring in a lot of mythological, supernatural creatures from around the world. Because America itself is so full of so many people, immigrants that come from different countries that have their own mythologies, I was hoping they would play more into that. So we can see some cool stuff like La Llorona, Mm -hmm. uh, the Sukiyant, if you know anybody from Trinidad, uh, Obayifo from West Africa, which is basically the Sukiyant, which is like the African version of a vampire. You know, cool stuff. Stuff from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Just so much you can just bring onto that show. You, You were saying off screen... Off, off screen, off, ta- off, mm-hmm. off, off the air, off goddamn the air. <laughs> <laughs> You were saying about they uh, they got rid of Orlando Bloom or killed him off, whatever. Well, this is rumor because I'm behind. We, I'm behind. Yes. So if spoiler it's, alert, it, it's a spoiler alert, <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not because I'm behind like two episodes. I just got mm-hmm. busy. And usually I like to watch them in marathons mm-hmm. and just like get my popcorn and just relax and mm-hmm. get my chocolate shake. Because I was just, just wondering, did you think it might, if it was at the end of the season, thinking it was a red herring all of a sudden? I'm the, hoping the that's what it is. He wakes up as because I was trying to do some <laughs> recaps really quick. Like, let me see if I can catch up on some episodes that I missed. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone said, oh, I had saw some conversation. Somebody said they had killed off Orlando Jones' character. Mm-hmm. And I was just like devastated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> First of all, like I told you, mm-hmm. Orlando Jones's character on that show, number one, he's playing like a police captain, mm-hmm. but he's not playing the stereotypical cliched one that yeah, we've yeah. always seen Don't get him, guys. from every 80s movie. <laughs> Look at any 80s cop movie, anything from any of the Eddie Murphy movies mm-hmm. or any, when you have the black guy who's like the captain of the police station, they're mm-hmm. always barking orders, mm-hmm. you know, they're always like overweight and kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. they're about, they're about... <laughs> Ah, wise guy. Yeah, they're almost like two hamburgers away from a heart attack. True, really. You know what I mean? And you know, my one of my pet peeves peeves, when you have people of color on the show, they're Mm -hmm. disconnected from any other people of color. Mm -hmm. But with Orlando's character, with Irving, it was like he had an ex-wife, he had a daughter, he had connections to a community. Mm -hmm. Um, He was nuanced. He was smart. 
um, there was a certain They developed his character. He it, wasn't just on the yeah, surface. Yeah, and right? it was just like, and he went from, it wasn't like he was the character that, I don't believe any of the crazy stuff you're saying, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be a dick about it every single episode. Sure. It was like there was a gradual revealing of like, when his character really like, okay, this shit is really for real. Oh, he had his aha moment. And it, yeah, it was, and it was a beautiful thing to see. And also because Orlando Jones is, is he's so active in fandom mm-hmm. anyway, with comic mm-hmm. books and everything else. And he interacted with the uh, folks on Twitter, the mm-hmm. sleepyheads. Like he coined that term sleepyheads. Like he was interactive and mm-hmm. he listened to the fans and he was just so integral to the show also. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, now I'm just saying this could be true, could not be true. Like I said, I'm behind a couple of episodes. So, but when I read somewhere, it was like. It's coming back though. Uh, the show's, yeah, it's yeah. coming back. But it was like, well, I'm let me devastated. Ask you this. I'm devastated. We'll move on to the next one. We're going to do a short episode mm-hmm. this one. But let me ask you this. <clears throat> I was um, I don't know if I don't know if I told you this. Um, I'm on the education committee at the Writers Guild, and Jeff Melvoin, who runs the showrunners program at the Writers Guild, is he's the head of the whole um, of our group. Mm-hmm. So I came in early the last meeting before the holiday, and it's just he and I sitting in a room. And I'm talking about this because I told him I was going to talk about this because I'm gonna have him on the show anyway. Okay. So damn it, I was going <laughs> to tell y'all what happened. So Jeff Melvoin, who those of you don't know, was the showrunner of a whole bunch of shows. Most, most he's most known, I think, for like well, I'm not going to say most known, but recently he was the showrunner on Army Wives. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and so I sat down and we just started started going in and just about a bunch of stuff. And I said, "Can I give you a suggestion for the for the uh, showrunners program?" He said, "Sure." I said, do me a favor. I said, you guys are doing really great with teaching everybody about how to be a showrunner. I said, I think you should also add, because he's all about diversity. Right. right? And I love that about him. <clears throat> he said, I said, can you also add that they should also consider not only to staff writers, but when they're working on characters, don't just add another black. We're talking about the, the lieutenant who's just the dick, right. who's the black guy right. about two, two steps from a burger, right? right. So about right. to die, right? Right. I said, can you make sure you go home with these people and let's see their home life? Let's see. It ain't got to be this, a whole episode. You know what I mean? No. It ain't got to be a whole episode. It could be over the season. Yes. We could just, you know, slowly, just so we see what their background is. Who are they? Mm-hmm. You know, are they just putting on a face because they're at work? Whatever the fuck. And he just they looked come at me like, from somewhere. Huh. Yeah. Like, interesting. I was like, every black character, every character of color, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. you know? Go home with them. Just do something different so it's it just not just add, on and the adds, surface. And it adds another layer to your character. For good, a great example, I love the show um, The Mentalist. Mm-hmm. And one of the actors on there, uh, the Asian actor who is gorgeous and his name is... I want to say... Is, is it, it Tim? Is it Tim Kang? Yeah, something like that. I think like it's that. Tim yeah, Kang. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I watch so many shows and... Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, he's in but, really good shape too. Oh, God. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love his character because, one... Mm-hmm. It's an Asian guy. And he's not stereotypical And he's at not, all. he ain't karate chopping mm-hmm. nobody or doing mm-hmm. any type of like fancy moves. Mm-hmm. He's not nerdy. No. He's not this asexual, let's make a funny joke about mm-hmm. Asian guys not being sexy. Mm-hmm. He is hot. He is smart. Mm-hmm. And he don't take no shit from the white folks on that show. <laughs> like when he's doing a case and they be trying to do stuff, he's just like, look, bitch, I'm here to do a job, exactly. solve a case, keep it moving. But a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. you know, they showed him going out on a date. Oh, really? You know, with the woman. I'm behind on it. We got to like get a little bit about his background, where he mm-hmm. came from, and it just added so much subtext to okay. his character. And it wasn't like we had to do a whole episode, sure. like a whole story arc, mm-hmm. like three episodes. It could be a C story, life just of, something, yeah, right? just something yeah. minor. Mm-hmm. And that just that little minor thing, it just made me love that character okay. even more. And when you have characters of color, like you said, it's not enough just to have them there. Mm-hmm. Give them, give us a taste of a full life 
behind that coming up to the mm-hmm. office, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you ain't got to like add a whole bunch of stuff, especially if they're not the main character. <laughs> but it just adds so much. And the fans, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it gives the actors something else to play off of and writers to, to put in there okay. to make the show really good. All right. Let's move on to... Look, let's talk. We know what we're going to talk about. Because <laughs> I'm hot. Hold on, y'all. This I'm bitch, hot. I got to throw a pin down. threw her pin down. <laughs> what you hot about now? What the hell is going on with The Walking Dead? Well, tell me what your issue is, and I can tell you what I'm going to tell you. Go ahead. You cannot disrespect <laughs> the genre mm-hmm. by opening up a brand new season mm-hmm. with one of the hottest, like, two episodes, like, shit was pop- emotional roller coaster. Oh my God. We, I, we, I was boohooing when everyone connected back together. Yes. When Durham and, um, oh, God. oh my God, why did I on her name? When they came together, oh God. I was like, Carol. I was like, Carol. Yeah, back. I was about to freaking okay. lose it. And even the characters that get on my nerves, mm-hmm. like when, you know, our lead dude got his baby back. <laughs> you gotta leave my record even... alone. <laughs> got this man running around with this baby on his back. You got this dude who can slay all kinds of zombies. He's <laughs> carrying, he being a nanny for some other dude who can't take care of his own kids. Rick, goddammit, Rick. Uh-huh. Take care of your own babies. Damn it. But, so you liked the first two, and then the it went down. The first two, and here's the thing. We were like, shit was about to pop. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, we all mm-hmm. back together again. Shit's about to pop off. Mm-hmm. We had got hints that more stuff was coming up. But I was like, we got... But then it was like they started... It went off track. Yeah, I see where you're going. Okay. Like, when we got to the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. We got the church. But then they started doing these, let's delve into interactional one-on-one story arcs mm-hmm. where we separate everybody uh, again. Uh, and I'm like, bitch, that's you the cannot... New, that's the new showrunner. That's his new. And I like him, but you that's You can't new. bring us back together. After all that time yeah. you spent last season mm-hmm. where I was just on the cusp of getting perturbed because <laughs> when the fuck are we all going to get back together again? Because mm-hmm. these little solo life... Yeah, fuck I agree. It. But when we started getting into let's separate, let's mm-hmm. get back and go to this new hospital, mm-hmm. let's introduce you as as a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see that shit. You can mm-hmm. do that later in the season. Well, let me ask you this: Do being, it later. Being the feminist you are, how did you feel about that cop who was running the the hospital? Did you like seeing? Because it was the first time on the show they had a woman who was like the dominant bad guy, if you will. Yeah, but she was basically acting like a dude. Okay, you I know, see where it you wasn't. Were there was no. There was no complexity to mm-hmm. it. You know, basically mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, I'm a cop. And, you know, with most cops and she's acting like they are, mm-hmm. in a way, it kind of just made her almost, almost boring in a way. Okay. You know, I mean, towards so the know. end, she started changing. But at that point, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't care. <laughs> One, I didn't care about, you know, uh, what was her name? Blondie. That had Emily? her big traumatic. Is it the sister, what's your name, sister? The blonde girl who died. I want to say Emily for some reason. Why am I thinking Emily? I'm so tired. I was hoping she was, was gone forever. Her. I yeah. want her to die. We're so, we're so bad, we can't ago. even think of her name. She's so, it was I so awful. Too, and she's a great actress. The, no, don't get me wrong. The, the young she's lady decent. who plays she's it, she's, yeah. she's, she's great for what little she was given to do. Because look, I wrote a space script and didn't put the bitch in my, you in know my what? show. Because I just knew they were going to kill her. I just didn't know when. <laughs> your dislike was so strong. Okay. I was like, I'm she not even going to write her in this episode in my own spec script. I have control over that but yeah Yeah. it was a weight you know what it was a waste of valuable story time it was a waste of the great character development you did with the character um the the preacher at the hospital Mm -hmm. um it was a wasted opportunity for us to reconnect with everybody together and to set us up for a big whatever is going to happen next it was such a waste of great story time 
And to me, it was a disappointment because every episode after that, I didn't even care anymore. It's like, are we still at this fucking hospital this week? Yeah. Like, literally, I would watch and then I would end up reading and doing something else. Mm-hmm. And halfway through, I realized, oh shit, I, well, you know what's I'm funny? so bored. Because, I can't even focus. Because I, I also watch, unfortunately, um, um, Z Nation, which is not even remotely as good as The Walking Dead. <clears throat> and I think their biggest problem is, and, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's, they don't take it seriously. That's one of the things I do love about The Walking Dead. You walk outside, you can fucking die. You know what I mean? That's, it's always people don't on respect, the edge of people it. People don't respect really good horror. Yeah. They use humor in disastrous ways because they mm-hmm. think, oh, it would be the funny. No. Mm-hmm. You need to have shit be real. You can sure. have humorous moments that come out of character, mm-hmm. but don't just write shit just to be funny and just throw it in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. The only only movies that really work like that are Shaun of the Dead, but at the core of that Oh that my god, movie, but did it not get scary? But it did. Yeah. Because shit got really real. Mm-hmm. You can't do I'm not, I haven't I haven't even wasted mm-hmm. eye juice. That's, just, that's the <laughs> oh, same problem. Z. I gotta say Zom- just because we're talking Asian. about zombies. That's the same shit they did in Zombie Land. The first 30 minutes I was all with them. And then all of a sudden, they stopped taking the zombies seriously. Yeah. They just started killing them like it was nothing. Yeah. I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that's, and, and that's part of the reason why I think that I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in with um, The Walking Dead so long is mm-hmm. because these zombies will, you know, they will come and get you. Even yeah. though I have my issues with slow zombies. Yeah, but we had that one conversation mm-hmm. where you kind of convinced me, like, that creates a false sense of security. When yeah. you think to yourself, oh, they're slow, so we can waste time talking, and next thing you know, somebody's oh going to make a mistake. Right. Going, because and you do. You get yeah. comfortable, and then yeah. you mess up. Yeah. You know? So I, I didn't even waste my time on Zombie Nations. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I can't. Not There's only so many and those, zombies. Run and, it's only so know, many zombie movies corny. I can hold and juggle together yeah. before I'm like, it's, it's cliche now. Yeah, okay. But, you know, I just, I hope that they, they, um, although you hear, they, um, they get back on point, on what's, track. What's his name who did, um, 28 Days, he's coming out with a zombie one called... Daddy Boyle? Yeah, Boyle. Uh-huh. They're with HBO. I was reading about it like a few months ago. Um, the Running Dead, I think that's what they're calling it. Not The Walking Dead, they're calling that it The Running Dead. It's fucking hilarious. But it's still, it's still going to be in the same tone of 28 Days Later, though. You it's going to be that. But you know what? I dug 28 Days Later. Yeah, it was different. And because not only that... Just fluids touching you mm-hmm. could fuck you up, mm-hmm. and you can get a cut or whatever. And to me, that was a little bit more intense. And that is one of the problems I have with the zombie stuff now, because since that, when you see a zombie movie and, and they chop one up and it gets all in their eyes and their face and nothing happens, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you get those kind of stuff could happen to yeah. you, and at least ha- at least have it something where it has the potential. To fuck you up. You know how there's certain viruses and certain bacteria mm-hmm. that some people, it may mess you up, but you can survive it. And some people, not so much. Yeah. You know, if you could have it like that, that depending on what your DNA structure or whatever it is, if you have like maybe um, your immune system is compromised mm-hmm. some kind of way, there's the potential for you to just get really jacked up. Mm-hmm. But I think those are some of the things that like when we had Digger on here and he was mm-hmm. talking about the other dead, mm-hmm. that was the one of the things that even though that comic... Um, and it's not a movie yet. It's going to be on Animal Planet pretty soon. It's a series. Um, it's a series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a scripted television. Is the potential of it being taken seriously as real. And we talked about being a disease mm-hmm. and that, that 
that kind of animal human barrier can be broken. Sure. That's why when we get frightened, we hear about uh, bird flu mm-hmm. or swine flu mm-hmm. or any type of disease that animals get that can, can potentially jump and get into us as humans. Like that's to me, those are the scarier things in life. Mm-hmm. Like people talk about terrorists and boogeyman, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like what is our body? Because you always talk about food and water. Like what are we gonna eat? Look, and how look, are we gonna survive? Look. A lot of these dystopian <laughs> yeah, damn movies, le, le, a lot of these dystopian futuristic movies are always talking about oh it's war and and it's going to be you know nuclear bomb and pe-. no it's, we're going to be fight we're going to be scrapping over food and water pretty soon mm-hmm. because this planet only has so it's many resources many people, and we ha- we have more than seven billion mm-hmm. and some of y'all are not even and some of y'all are still thinking it's cool to have like five six seven eight kids <laughs> sure like hey we have enough money but those resources aren't going to be here forever mm-hmm. you know it's not like it was. 75, 100 years ago, mm-hmm. when one, it was probably a necessity to have so many children because people died. But technology has gotten so now yeah. that people can live, we can fight. And so by people living longer, mm-hmm. that means that person's going to be around longer to eat more resources. But if they're not dying mm-hmm. and we're still having all these extra people, you know, that causes a problem. And most human beings do not think of that. They think life is going to always be the way it is. But I'm here to ruin your day. Okay, look, look. I'm here to ruin your day. <laughs> speaking, of, so. speaking of death, let's talk about one more show. Okay. Let's talk about how to get away with murder. Oh, my God. Now, okay, oh, this one was historic my God. for me. Because you were dealing with characters. And you know what? One thing I love, I don't remember. Do you remember any episodes where they ever talked about being black on the show? I don't recall. They didn't have to. It was Viola's so... acting and the subtext she brought to the Got character. It. Got it. I feel you. You didn't have. She didn't have mm-hmm. to say it. Mm-hmm. You felt it. Mm-hmm. You know, and how she walked into the room, how mm-hmm. some of her clients looked at her, mm-hmm. how she snapped back at some people. Because mm-hmm. you know, in some of the episodes, you had certain clients she had that were kind of sadity. Yeah. And were kind of like, you know, you work for me, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm gonna tell you to do. And she'd be <laughs> like, Oh no, boo boo. <laughs> you need to listen to me or mm-hmm. you're going to jail. Sure. So there's certain, because when you have an actress of Viola's caliber, mm-hmm. she can read the she telephone book. Street, she can read the <laughs> telephone book mm-hmm. and have that shit sound like Hamlet. Okay? <laughs> Don't everybody have that type of skill. Like she got more talent. <laughs> Two, one, three, five. In the dirt five. under her fingernails. <laughs> Not just her fingernail, the dirt laced under her fingernails mm-hmm. if she ever I'm sure she doesn't but if she ever did mm-hmm. in the spit that she may spit <laughs> one day out of her being disturbed that you have not recognized her talent mm-hmm. for this long mm-hmm. to fucking give her a show <laughs> like she can do anything and add subtext she gives you a look mm-hmm. she gives you a crossing of her arms mm-hmm. subtle cues certain things the way she turns her head the mm-hmm. way she speaks the tonality of her voice mm-hmm. that's skill mm-hmm. so she didn't have to talk about being black mm-hmm. You could feel it because the moment she walked into the room, she let y'all know. And here, let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. It was subtle. The one time that she was at her blackest, okay, Mm -hmm. without having to say it, Mm -hmm. is when she took all that shit off. When she pulled that makeup off. That was, I mean, I was in tears in that moment. That was Took that wig Mm -hmm. off. And that was her idea, bitch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's when you have a fucking good actress. Mm-hmm. She says, no, I'm not going to be like, we need to see black, because I'll tell you why she did this, and I'm mm-hmm. sure this is why. I'm just pretending like I'm in Viola Davis's head. Is <laughs> because one of the stereotypes about black women characters mm-hmm. is the strong woman character. Okay. okay. Let me tell you right now, people always say that we love sassy black women. We love the strong. That is killing us. <laughs> we carry that demeanor because True. we are hiding 
and keeping ourselves safe from so much bullshit microaggressions that we have to go through mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. fucking day. Like the whole wig thing, so many black women, I mean, this is recently, between the 80s and 90s, there have been jobs, airports, uh, certain schools, mm-hmm. where black women are not even allowed to wear dreadlocks, braids, or any styles really? that are intrinsic to black hair care. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's saying that you need to straighten your hair and look like white women and mm. white men. Mm-hmm. You can't come in here because blackness is too much. Y'all see blackness is too much. Blackness <laughs> is too- America can't handle blackness. Uh, hashtag Ferguson. Hashtag Eric Garner. Hashtag every protest. Hashtag the movie Selma, which people are criticizing right now because they're saying it's ahistorical because they're mad that we're telling about LBJ from the black perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. Mm-hmm. And people who are not black, <laughs> who saw that, they saw it as a powerful moment, not mm-hmm. because of the, the, the subtext that we bring to it, but because it was like, wow, when is the first time you've ever seen a lead female character who's been always like glamorous and put together sure. get down to Never. the nitty gritty? Never. Get down to the fucking I mean, nitty- I haven't seen it. I don't know. I mean, let's think about that for a moment. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The only time I've been close to maybe seeing it in terms of an actress who has a show that's that powerful to mm-hmm. me, I always think of um, Law & Order or SVU. Hmm. You know, uh, Mariska Hargit. Oh, God, I love her. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her broke down, but I've never seen her like, let me take off all this makeup and all this stuff and have a me moment. Mm-hmm. We Black people never have a me moment. <laughs> and let me tell white people and black people and, and those people who are people of color who are not black, black people, whenever we are on TV or in the movies, we never have a fucking moment where we get to stop and breathe and be still and just look at ourselves for a moment. We never have quiet moments of introspection. Mm-hmm like other characters do. We'd have a, number, have a moment where we could just sit and have a cup of tea and just be by ourselves and just have that short 30-second moment mm. where they're just... A little pan Little move, thing. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for her to come up and say, no, I'm going to show you how I really look like, mm-hmm. you know? Do you know how many black women do that every day? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Shonda Rhimes does it too. I'm mm-hmm. sure Shonda Rhimes goes home, mm-hmm. takes off what in the black community we always call it when we wear our wigs and our hair wigs, mm-hmm. we call it, oh, girl. <laughs> Let me go take oh, girl off and hang her up somewhere. <laughs> That her, it was somebody that her, else's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me. Yeah, and, and for and for women in general, women, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Let me just take my bra off, my high heels off. Let me just walk around my house butt naked for a moment and just let myself hang, okay? Like I'm just telling you, we don't get those let moments. It all blow, every woman on the planet who is listening to me right now, you've had that moment. You get home, you take them shoes off, and you take that bra off, and your body just breathes like. As free, as free, as free now, you know? Okay, but, look, okay, look. So, just because we're doing a short episode, I know you can go in on this all day. It's all good, it's all good. Let's do a couple films that we liked this year. Mm-hmm. Now, you started talking about Selma. Have you seen it? What'd you think? Which one? Selma. I'm actually going to see Selma tonight. Okay. And the reason why I haven't seen it sooner is because. Right now, it's only in select theaters in certain places. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me keep checking this out. Because we were in Phoenix and I was trying yeah, to see it. Yeah, like it's right now. It opens up nationwide January 9th. Mm-hmm. All right. Today's the 5th right now. So I'm actually in LA. And after we get done taping our podcast today, I'm actually going to go see it today. And I got a bone to pick with some of the producers, by the way. It's one of the um, screeners you saw that they didn't send. <gasps> They didn't send And they wonder out? why, you know, they ain't getting nominations and why they ain't getting no pool. Wait, they didn't even. They didn't send any screeners no, out? No, we don't have one yet. And oh. I even asked one of my mentors and the DJ, he didn't get his yet either. I was like, what? So y'all just shot yourself in the foot? Yep. For, there you go. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to it. One, I'm a huge fan of Ava DuVernay. Like, if you haven't seen her doc, she has a documentary called This Is The Life. Mm-hmm. For everybody who lives in LA who hung out on the Shah or lived over 
over in Lamert Park, you know what the good life is. You have <laughs> memories of those days of going to the good life when hip hop was real in LA and mm-hmm. before gangster rap took over and the, what you know what so called people call gangster rap, but before some certain folks from Compton got really huge, you know, <laughs> in a time during what we call the golden age of hip hop, like mm-hmm. it was a huge thing. And for those who don't know, Ava used to rap. Did she really? And she was good. Really? Her and his other sister, they were like a duo. Like, you talk about salt and pepper, mm-hmm. they would have been better and bigger. Uh, they were that good. They were lyrical. They were good. <laughs> they were good. And so it's it's really it's really a joy to see her from move from someone from my generation who's hip-hop head, who mm-hmm. comes from that background, mm-hmm. who brings that energy to a film like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see it in terms of from going from documentary film uh, from her independent films that have been getting a lot of praise in terms of sure. bringing something new. Like when she was the first like black woman to win the director's award at Sundance, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's unfortunate that we still get excited over the first black anything, which is pathetic, I think. You would think we would have had a bunch of first you know, blacks. By where now. she could just be winning it just because her shit mm-hmm. was good, as opposed to not only is it a good movie, but hey, she's the first whatever, exactly. you know. It's like like last year. Or the year before, in Paris, Paris Barkley, my, my mentor was the first black. Oh, I know. <laughs> president, and of the it was GTA. like I was happy. Yeah, it, was like... <laughs> it was like it was happy, but it was like a bittersweet happy. Exactly. Like, God damn it, really? Mm-hmm. We should be being happy because one, it's somebody you know mm-hmm. who's doing good work, and because they're great, their portfolio and body of work. Sure, but. On top of that, but you okay. know, like you, you always know, say, you know Google them, bitch. Google them. Google them, bitch. <laughs> Google them, bitch. But yeah, so I'm excited to see it. One because. The stuff that's happening in the United States right now, like literally, you could mm. substitute the word Selma and put Ferguson up on the posters, okay. and it would be the same shit. It's so current. it's it's, it's pretty current. much so basically what you're seeing, <laughs> you're seeing uh, Selma, you're seeing uh, Ferguson, the the prequel okay. <laughs> of Black Life in America. Which, by the way, my nephew, um, remember my movie Troublesome? Yes, he wrote that rap that's at the mm-hmm. end. <clears throat> he wrote a new song called. I think it's uh, Nappy Like Me or Nappy Like You or something. Mm-hmm. And it's about that whole Ferguson and mm-hmm. cops and pulling you over because of the, mm-hmm. the style of your hair and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And um, so I put it on the um, the premiere episode at the end. Mm-hmm. I did a little plug about mm-hmm. it and I put it at the end. It's, it's fucking badass. It's tight. Well, one of the things that's interesting and why I'm really excited to see Selma is because, like I said, recently there's been some issues with some critics criticizing of the movie and Ava in general because she helmed the movie mm-hmm. for, like I said, being ahistorical. In other words, taking uh, real life events and fictionalizing them, mm-hmm. which the irony is... But she didn't write it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just the story I'm itself. sure she had her hands in it, but um, she yeah, didn't write but it. And thank know? God she did. Because mm-hmm. uh, some of the stuff I heard uh, uh, on Twitter and some of the people who've read the original script, it's some big changes have, mm-hmm. were brought to that thing and okay. I know it came from her. Mm-hmm. But... One of the things that's it's ironic is because this movie is getting so much press and praise, mm-hmm. haters are coming out by saying, oh, well, you know, it's it's a lot of that stuff is fictionalized. Well, let's just talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the movie fucking Argo. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about A Beautiful Fucking Mind. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Lincoln, mm-hmm. okay? Why is it all of a sudden when you can have movies that mm-hmm. have white savior complexes where white people are doing something dramatic, important, historical... <laughs> It's yay, fantastic, bringing light to something. But when black people saying, we're going to show you something, we're going to take it to and show you our narrative of it, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, well, LBJ was 
OBJ was always for the black man. You know what? <laughs> Fucking LBJ was not on the front lines walking. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all acting like LBJ was there on, on <laughs> next to Martin Luther King, but he fell down mm-hmm. dead and was going, that guy over there shot. Y'all acting like he was... No. You need to stop it because mm-hmm. you cannot be hypocritical and talk about that. What do you think a fucking movie is? Every movie that goes up, there are some fictionalized elements in it. You cannot write a movie you, and, and based sometimes, on fact and sometimes you and have let to, it be fact. And sometimes you have it's to... It's not a movie. Sometimes you got to fictionalize you shit have to. You just to get the plot going. You got to turn it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you got to create composite characters exactly. because you can't have 20 Negroes in a movie. Like, you know what? We're going to take <laughs> qualities of each and have one person write. That's what writing does. Mm-hmm. That's what an adaptation is. Mm-hmm. That's what you do when you're doing an autobiography about a, a huge historic figure. Mm-hmm. So all this criticism talking about that, and thank God for that hashtag. Uh, fact, fact, it was hashtag fact check that. Because uh, if we want to talk about some shit like being ahistorical and stuff, let's not talk about the movie Exodus. Even mm-hmm. though some people might think it's mythological because some people don't believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just, hear me out. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's it? it seemed to me <laughs> you already said it, that comedic people, <laughs> aka Egyptian people, mm-hmm. who had access to all kinds of colors, mm-hmm. it would seem to me if people paint themselves brown, dark brown, black, <laughs> high yellow, mm-hmm. red bone. You know, I'm using old okay, slave terms. I'm going old terms, you know. It, it seems to me if people, you know, and some people say, well, you know, the Egyptians, they were just being, you know, they're they're almost like they're modernist paintings. Like, mm-hmm. well, they weren't really black or brown, even though they painted themselves that way. That was artistic license. <laughs> well, what? fuck, that could have painted myself purple and been artistic license. So if all the colors they could have chosen had access to, they decided we are white people, but we're going to paint ourselves brown. Who the fuck does that? Like, the Mona Lisa... Is not painted no. as a black woman with an afro because, no. like, you know what? I'm a white dude, but I'm gonna paint somebody black and who looks like this chick. I know you, I know you white, but I'm gonna paint you black mm-hmm. because I. No, you cannot do that. And, and uh, since my own colorism, in <laughs> reality, like okay, mm-hmm. in reality, mm-hmm. and this will be my final clap back okay. on this. So I don't know if you heard. Rumor has it they about to do a movie, another adaptation mm-hmm. of. Um, they're doing a movie, 40 Thieves. You know about Arabian Nights, oh, yeah, yeah, Alibaba yeah, yeah. and the 40 Thieves. Mm-hmm. Well, they were talking about casting. Mm-hmm. And I have to call it Exodus Redo oh, no. because the actors they are looking at, ain't, I mean, I'm just saying, for the ones that they're showing the pictures they were showing and talking about talking to, mm-hmm. how many fucking times do we got to have one of the Hemsworth brothers in a movie? Mm-hmm. Uh... uh <laughs> Spoiler alert, pro tip, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of fantastic Middle Eastern You know, more TV actors. shows, you were, have you seen Marco Arab Polo? actors, you can have get. Have you seen Marco Polo, the new TV the series? The TV series? I said, you would love that. Oh, God, the I diversity mean, of the people I started there? watching it, I was like, wow, dude. You know, I mean, they even. killing it right now. But wait, wait, is, Mark, is, it, is it an American production? Or is it a British production? I think they're British. But I know the guy who wrote it is American, I believe. Because, cause I, you know what, I have to say this. British people... I mean, I know they probably have their own racial issues in terms of casting diversity. Well, they did I Exodus. I know. But, yeah, but that's really Scott. But a lot of the money and the stuff, the people, mm-hmm. a, lot of them, a lot of them are American, too. Okay. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was thinking of um, the TV show that's not even on anymore. They did a show, a little nice genre show called Sinbad. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time I've ever seen a, Sin, a Sinbad show where they showed people from all different parts of the world how they would probably look like. And that was part of the regular cast. Okay. 
And it was just so original mm -hmm. and it was so realistic in terms of, you know, the Phoenicians, you had mm -hmm. some Africans, Moors, and all kinds of people. And they looked like the people you would see in ancient times. Mm -hmm. And it was like they took the time to say, this is what people would look like. Let's cast those people. Mm -hmm. You can't do 40 thieves <laughs> and have British people mm -hmm. and American white European extract. Mm -hmm. Now you can have some. European actors and American actors who may be of Arab descent sure. or something like There's that. There's a lot of them you who could have done something. that. you got to put something. Because you cannot use the argument. Because one of the arguments that really Scott used with Exodus, oh, yeah. I can't use somebody named Muhammad that nobody knows about. Oh, but you have fucking one dude playing, what, Ramses? Wait, nobody really heard about. He might have <laughs> been in some TV shows and a couple of movies, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like, ain't no posters up. We ain't putting no Twitter hashtag, <laughs> putting his name up. And I'll tell you why, because we just had a shout out to Black Girl Nerds. We just did a thing where we talked about, we, we have this thing, like certain days of the week we did a hashtag called british booze mm -hmm. i think it was like tuesday night british booze and we had like all the different actors that were british that we loved mm -hmm. and when i looked at all the pictures on the hashtag they were all colors mm. all ethnicities and they were all fucking british <laughs> and i'm like if, if we can have a ha just us regular folk mm -hmm. posting up pictures of different people we even had a we had like a latino night mm -hmm. we had a monday night latin booze you have Latinos of every color, every color on that hashtag who were of Latin abstract. We had one for Asians too, where you had not only Asians from Korea and Japan, but we had mm -hmm. Southeast Asians, all the colors of the rainbow. So if regular people can see this in the real world, mm -hmm. how come Hollywood can't? Sure. So I would say this to the edit for 2015. <laughs> Dear Hollywood, <laughs> don't get spanked on social media. Mm -hmm. You can look and research on Google. You can go to the actual country, step out of Easily. a car, look at what the people... Mm -hmm. Fucking go to the Middle East. Go to Saudi Arabia, okay? <laughs> go to the, the place I want to go to, which is... Uh, which is the big fancy one that has like the big island condos that are out in the water? Like Morocco? No, 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 no. That's about? Africa. I'm talking about in Saudi Arabia. Oh, I know. Where the Emirates and all of them go, where mm -hmm. all the fancy people go. Oh, the really wealthy... Oh, God, I forgot the name of it. It's the place I... I, I gotta save five years. I gotta save up for five years to go there, because I definitely <laughs> want to go. much to go. Girl, I'm going, and I'm going to have my fabulous clothes. Mm -hmm. Y'all gonna think I'm Arab over there. I'm gonna work <laughs> it out. But go there. Look at the people. Mm -hmm. Look at their fucking artwork. <laughs> hey, ain't gonna cost you nothing. Take a picture. Look at the fucking picture. Read how they talk about themselves and then mm -hmm. cast it that way. Yeah. I understand you got to put some of your people, people and have some name stuff, but you can't have them all having every fucking major character. <laughs> Come on. Exodus could have saved itself if they would have had two. They at least had a John Hunter they or had somebody two in there, right? <laughs> really brown-skinned people in major, mm -hmm. major roles, sure. you know, we would have come to go see it. And as so, you know, because you didn't do it the right way, the movie tanked. So here's what we're going to do. On that note, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Maybe we'll do a part two to this because we got to get all your Oscar favorites in. No, we'll do Oscar because Oscar stuff right. is in February. So we'll okay, have time. Okay, cool. We'll do that then. I got to catch up on some right. of this. Well, y'all know how we do it on a rant room. We be having a ball. <laughs> Lisa went in on y'all today, so I hope y'all learned some shit. Get me mad on here. <laughs> going to have to clap back to people on Twitter like, could you just go take a picture and see what real people look like? <laughs> exactly. So look, <laughs> where can they find you, girl? Where you at? Um... <laughs> You can follow me on Are Twitter. You, I am, you can follow me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You can also follow me on Bitchflix. Uh, I write some critical commentary on films and stuff. And uh, yeah, but mainly Twitter. Okay. Twitter. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. And I'm also on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. 
You can find us <clears throat> also on Twitter, ScreenwritersRR. If you guys would like to email us anything um, <laughs> you want to cuss at, at crazy Lisa Lisa Coat Jam over here, you can send it to. <laughs> oh, you can come She's at like, me. Oh, you can come at you me if come you want to. <laughs> but I will, send, I will send shade your way. <laughs> anyway, that's ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. And um, y'all know how we do it. We appreciate you guys um, supporting us. All the countries around the world, we love you guys. Um, and we want to you see your faces. Heads. We want to see you people around the world. We want to see your faces mm-hmm. in these movies that are taking place in your country. <laughs> we have to stop bullshit. That's the new thing. Hashtag stop the bullshit. Twenty fifteen. <laughs> you know. So if there's a movie coming your way and it's in your country and your country is not from Europe, mm-hmm. okay? Please help us. <laughs> Give a shout out on Twitter. Let your feelings be known because trust me, Hollywood has to listen because a couple of movies they came out with, Mm -hmm. they didn't do well because we said, look at the fuck what the people look like. True. We can't have everybody from Australia up in there (laughs) playing Persians. That's what's up. Yeah, I see y'all and unleash this bitch right here. So, but there's love. There's I, love I come there. to oh, you definitely with love. decolonized love <laughs> and Buddhist compassion. That's what's up. So on that note, y'all know how we do it on the rant room. We what we do? We keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? One thousand and fifteen. Peace, y'all. Five. Ciao. <laughs> Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rant room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it and anybody can get it No limit, we get to kill it, you tuning into the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping, no. any topic, even the random I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rant room That's it, that's all I got to say